0: uh, I'm speaking once again with the amazing Eisler, whose work uh, can be heard on two hit shows, Revenge on ABC and Shameless on Showtime. And actually, now the music of Revenge is now available on CD via a fantastic release from Uh, (laughs) Entrada. Eisler is also working on a film called Growing Up and Other Lies. Uh, Eisler, how are you doing? Good, sir.
1: I'm good. It's just good to hear from you, man. How are you?
0: Good. Very good. Uh, uh, You're such a busy guy. I know we've talked uh, a lot lately, actually. We've done, I think... I think you're like one of the, my most interviewed comp- composers.
1: Oh, uh, hey, that's a good good uh, point of <laughs> distinction. Uh, <laughs> not got a problem with that. So,
0: so, so much to talk about. Um, but, uh, you know, we've done past interviews. So, if you're listening to this, uh, we really delve into Eisler's uh, background and how he got into composing. Uh, so, go to filmmusicmedia.com to check out our other interviews. Uh, but let's just uh, dive into uh, Revenge. Uh, congrats on the CD release.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm stoked because uh, for a start, you know, Intrada is one of my favorite labels. They've done so much cool stuff yeah, yeah. in the past. They did like those those Jerry Goldsmith sets they did on Alien were you know amazing and yeah. and uh, so I'm I'm just really proud to have have a record out on that label and really proud to get the Revenge music out there. You know, I've been I've been sort of um, the the fans have been. Tweeting their asses off about yeah. it for the last two years, I'm finally able to to say yes, here it is, which is nice. Because sometimes they blame me for not putting it out, which is which is great, you know. Like, hey, what's your problem? Yeah, <laughs> which it's is, all your fault. <laughs> was, yeah, I'm sorry. So it's it's nice. It's it's really great to have it out there.
0: So yeah, we talked about your approach and your musical goals uh, last ah. time. Um, so I wanted to focus like more on actually getting an album of music out there. So how do you? Put yeah how do you pick what makes the cut and what doesn't? Uh, And since you're covering two seasons for this release, how do you create a dramatic flow, you know, for a listening experience?
1: Well, I, uh, the first star, I would like to apologize to my family for dealing with this while we were on holiday, because uh, (laughs) there was, you know, of course we waited until the last minute and I was, I was, you know, done with revenge season two. And then I was traveling and then, then, you know, suddenly I got the, the mastering date and, uh, uh I wasn't going to be able to get it done before I got home from England. So basically I was kind of, you know, traveling with a pro tools rig and editing this <laughs> as I went, which made me immensely popular with my family. Um, but, um, uh, you know, I had a few different ideas of the, the, the first one was, well, let's, you know, like tell the story chronologically. And then that rapidly turned into the most unlistenable album ever. <laughs> uh, so I ditched that very quickly and and you know it was kind of a toss-up between what I thought the fans were really going to want to hear and what they've been, been asking me for in terms of sort of you know the, the there were a lot of requests like you know hey can you put in this scene can you put in that scene I want to hear this guy's theme that guy's theme and again that would have been like you know a five-hour album and even I don't think even my ego could could withstand the weight of a box set at this point you know I don't think it was quite justified so uh so in the end you know i was really trying to make an album that would just be a really fun listening experience for you know an hour or so and and because um, you know in this day and age it takes a, you know to, to get an hour of people's time i mean you know without sounding like an old git um i i, I sort of you know often bemoan the demise of the album and uh, you know, I'm sure it's no different. I'm sure in this instance, people, were, especially once it hits iTunes, people are going to download certain cues and like those. But it's kind of fun that it's only out on a limited edition on CD right now. And you know, people buy the album and listen to it, hopefully as a as an album with some flow to it. And I think that's really fun. it's sort of a, a lost art. And it's how I always it's how I grew up learning about music. You know. And, um, uh, yeah,
0: it's and I think film scores are kind of the last frontier for album I think listening. They are.
1: I think they are, yeah. And, and you, you know, there are movie albums that I've had out that I've been able to sort of tell the story chronologically as though it were the film, and it's worked. And, and in this case, it really wouldn't have because it was just so much music. You know, it's two seasons. If you think about it, that's close to, you know, probably 30-odd hours of music, which is, you know, an insane amount of material to sort of even start with. So, um, you know, there are little snippets of storytelling in there like the the episode 14 the boat episode with a whole sos theme um sort of f- occupies the middle portion of the album it, uh, um and i think it sort of goes from sos theme in two parts and then requiem for amanda and then then amanda's funeral so there's that little snippet and then the end is kind of interesting because it, it's the la- the last two cues are this mammoth seven minute cue from the end of season two which was so much fun to write because it was just like this, this little movie in itself, you know. Mm-hmm. It's basically the the last act of the last episode of season two, and then it actually finishes with one of the last cues of um, the season finale from season one. And and the reason I did that is because it's kind of like a recap of the main theme, and mm,
0: okay.
1: the, it has a kind of a cool. You know, yeah. bomb stick ending and stuff. So, <laughs> go out with it literally. If you listen to the album, you'll see what I mean, but it literally goes out with a bang.
0: <laughs> so, when you set out uh, for a CD, are you given like a like a, a running time limit that you have to stay under? I know there's like licensing fees for right. like certain time, you know, when you're doing it. Yes, so,
1: there was, you know, there was a sort of a tolerance either way. There was a, you know, like the shortest amount of time it could be and the longest amount of time it would be. And, and, I, I hit somewhere in the middle because I didn't want to, I didn't want to get too self-indulgent with it. There's doesn't, you know, there's nothing worse than an overlong long album. Right. And, uh, um, it, it's just kind of, um, you know, I, I, I didn't want it to be too short because I got so many requests of people saying they wanted to hear, you know, certain scenes. So I wanted to sort of, you know, cram as much good stuff in there as possible. But, you know, at some point, does anyone want to listen to a two-hour score album of mine at this point? You know, I think maybe maybe uh, that's a little over the top. So, you know, it's like roughly an hour and an hour and change. And I think that's that's sort of, for a score album, that's about where I like them to be at. Yeah. You know? yeah.
0: And uh, so, t- I mean, you do have a lot of, you know, kind of big cues, but TV scoring also kind of lends itself to shorter tracks and little inserts and chimes like that. Are those type of it cues? does.
1: It does, but you know, first of all, they don't make very good listening on an album because right. you know. So are
0: they are they out of, are they queue? completely? You're, Pretty like, much, but to be
1: honest, I really haven't written many of those on Revenge, and that was sort of by design with the producers. You know, we we always wanted this to be a bit more cinematic than the average TV show, and you know, hence the orchestra and everything else. So there really aren't many, you know, bookend cues like that. You know, in TV, because of the way it's edited, you get these bookend cues a lot in order to transition from one scene to the next. Mm -hmm. But really in movies, I think, you know, a cue serves to tie a lot of different scenes together and maybe prepare you into the next 20 odd minutes that maybe doesn't have music or, you know, set up the next, next scene. So we've tried to approach it more like that. And that's great for a soundtrack album because obviously you've got more sort of listenable pieces of music. Mm -hmm. Um, But then there are a couple of things I edited together that, you know, so they worked better as standalone pieces of music. And then there was something that just wouldn't have worked because they're great under dialogue, but they don't stand up as pieces of music by themselves. You really need material that sort of can do both, you know.
0: Right, right. So is it, uh, is it hard to listen to your own music from the perspective of a listener? Can you actually do that, or do you need to... No, Kaya, I've got
1: such a giant ego that I could listen to my own shit for weeks, you know. Um, no, um, I know some people who but, like... I know... it's, it's hard to be objective because obviously my favorite stuff is... You know, whatever I just finished mm-hmm. for the, you know, so it would have all been sort of the the season finale of season two. It was the most fun stuff. It was the biggest orchestra, but then I, you know I had to sort of take a step back from that and go, okay, well, what is it people really want to hear on a revenge album? Right. They want to hear what the what you know introduced the show, which is the main thing, and that makes sense because I kind of if I did base it around anything. I based it around that main melody because I've been sneaking that theme into every (laughs) crevice possible. And sometimes you don't hear the melody. Sometimes it's just hidden in the, in the harmonic material and it, but it's in there, you know, in a lot of different places. And I've based a lot of different cues off of it. So I tried to have a sort of a flow where, you know, sort of the average listener could go, hang on a minute. Isn't that the, you know, and just kind of (laughs) sneak up on them with it a few times. Um, so there's kind of, you know, the show opener, is the first cue you hear on the pilot. Um, it closes with a sort of adagio version of the theme from season one. And somewhere in the middle, there's the recap of the theme from uh, where Tyler gets his uh, comeuppance in the in the the, um, the big sort of mid-season finale from season one. So it's fun. You know, There is, I guess there is some chronology to it, but it's, you know, yeah, yeah. I took some license with it. <laughs>
0: So now I, I was you know, snooping on your IMDb, IMDb page. Uh, yeah. so what is uh, Growing Up and Other Lies? Is this a new film you're working on?
1: Yeah, well, it's done, actually. It was done a few months ago, but it was a really fun little movie to work on. Um, uh, f- it, it's a movie from the guys that did a film called Humboldt County, which was one of the first films I actually scored. It took them a while to get their second one together. But... <clears throat> it was a really fun scoring project that I did with a friend of mine Philip Klein mm. who's you know an immensely talented composer himself mm-hmm. and um we had really good fun with it because it was the weirdest score I think I've ever written it was half um very sort of classical music or music in the very classical idiom you know in the sense of maybe sort of uh early Beethoven um oh, wow. Uh, which, you know, is something you don't often get the chance to to mess around with and, and was really fun to do. And then the other half of the score is literally like Tom Waits being beaten up in an alleyway <laughs> by the Beastie Boys. <laughs> so it's like the surrealist score experience of all time. And, you know, it wasn't even like, you know, Phil tackled one half of it and I tackled the other. We really dove into both halves together and it was fun to... It was really fun to work on because um, the, the the idea of it was that there are two completely different personalities to the guys in this movie and they wanted to sort of have musical representation of that. So it was a, while it was a weird thing to work on, it was really fun because there were all these sort of very classical cues, which, you know, were incredibly fun to conduct and to record. Yeah.
0: Because
1: uh, again, you know, that, that's not something you get to, to do in film scoring that much. I know. And, um, you know, we got to do it with an orchestra in town and... And so, you know, you've got all these great players to conduct all this sort of, you know, classical sounding stuff. And then on the other hand, I was doing all of these cues that, you know, where I'd done all these pre-records of just me playing all the instruments, this super lo-fi kind of Beastie Boys meets uh, literally like, I mean, one cue sounded like sort of, you know, the real, so, you know, when I say Beastie Boys, I mean, like the the instrumental stuff that they did Yeah. Right, mixed with. You know this sort of raggedy Tom Waits meets Henry Mancini vibe. It was like it was bizarre. You know, sort of like a comedy section in the. Queue. I don't get to write many straight up comedy cues, and when I do, I'm always afraid of hitting the same old cliches. And this, they'd tempt some bizarre stuff in there, and, and you know, it it just, it, be, it became a really fun, weird cue to do. It was so much fun to conduct because it was just so surreal. <laughs> um
0: it must have been a fun change of pace getting out of uh, was, TV a little fun. bit.
1: it was really good fun so that one's that one's done that one's in the can uh not sure when it's coming out yet but that was uh, that was a really good fun film to do well
0: that's, that's super awesome um uh well i mean look, you mean you're busy you're keeping busy I,
1: keeping uh like crazy yeah <laughs> revenge is starting up and there are a couple of projects which i can't tell you about yet but we'll tell you about in the coming months that i'm super excited about that's and right. uh and uh um yeah man life life's good i cannot complain I'm, I'm getting to do all kinds of crazy music and you know having a fantastic time
0: well thanks again for chatting i'm sure we'll be talking quite soon again so yes. <laughs> i hope so man <laughs> um so yeah thank you so much for doing this and uh, congrats on everything
1: cool thanks man I- i'll uh, talk to you soon